It's Victory Monday. We love Victory Mondays. Hopefully a lot more of these episodes to come. On today's episode, we'll be discussing big picture takeaways from the VMI win and what impressed us the most in a 45-7 blowout. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's title sponsor is FanDuel. Right now, make every moment more with FanDuel. New customers can bet $5 and get up to $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Happy Victory Monday. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is Kenton Gibbs, sort of reiterating some of the things we talked about on our live show uh, following the game on Saturday. Should probably announce this. We will be doing a whole lot more of these live shows post-game, so be sure to look out for those. Uh, of course, we play UVA this coming Friday yeah. night, so we will have one then. Uh, so don't go to the bar, all right? Stay <laughs> stay out of Cornerstone. Or, or if you're at the bar, pull out the iPhone. We'll be on it. So yeah, be sure to yeah. check us out this Friday evening post-game after the I'm UVA joking. Game. If you go to Cornerstone, just, just go safely, right? Just, you know, <laughs> do all that good stuff safely. But, yeah, we'll be here immediately after the UVA game, bringing you more live content and immediate reactions. And, again, we will be reading off some of your comments in real time. The ones that we find particularly interesting, we will be talking about in real time. Yeah, you know, a pretty decent handful of you did provide commentary, so thank you so much for doing so. This Monday episode will be kind of big picture recaps from the VMI victory. Uh, Some of this will be kind of reiteration from what we just talked about. I want to start here, Kenton. We'll get into Kenton's keys. We're going to compare how we did versus what we anticipated we needed to do. Um, I believe on offense, we went three for three, if I'm not mistaken. The first thing that we asked was, Get the completion percentage over 70%. Brennan Armstrong crushed that. Um, nobody else threw passes. He was 27 of 32. So did a great job. 84%. Uh, 84%. Yes. I'm sorry for not giving you all the exact percent. 84%. Now, here's the next one that is quite interesting. And did we cheat here? I don't know. I, I, I'm not, not really sure if we call it cheating. You know, because partial credit, it's yeah, we got to give, you know, these rules are not rigid. They require the human touch, if you will. But anywho, the next key was 10 touches for Michael Allen. Now he was recorded as having nine. However, how many times did NC State actually get him the ball? Ten. It was was called back. One was called back due to a holding call. So. Technically speaking, on the stat sheet, he's labeled as nine. But how many times did NC State actually get him the ball? Ten. We'll go ahead and give you the nod there. We'll we'll give you the check mark there. Ten Michael Allen touches. Lastly, 4.5 yards per carry or more. Our offense smashed at 5.2. Great job. Uh, Great job by those guys. You know, 5.2 yards per carry. And I want to get into the specifics here in terms of 45 rushes for 234 yards. Now, 
I know some people are going to say, hey, that's against the key debts and none of this matters. I wholeheartedly disagree because we've seen teams, multiple teams, including the, the mighty Clemson Tigers struggle mightily against FCS teams. Like that's something that we have legitimately seen here. So let's not sit up here and play like, oh, it's not, it means nothing to do what you need to do and handle business at home against a inferior opponent, as most would put it. Like that's not something that everybody has done. Uh, Iowa State just lost to Ohio. Like that's not, it's not impossible to see teams lose to teams that are perceived as being below them. Yeah, I mean, look, to a certain degree, there's a there's a small bit of truth because yes, VMI is not the same as Notre Dame. The the defenses are not comparable. However, you still have to line up, snap the ball, and execute the run play, and that is what NC State was able to do uh, for most of the day on Saturday. I want to talk a little bit about here before we get into the defense. Very impressed with what we saw from Kendrick Raphael, just a true freshman. Uh, bright future there. I, I mean, if I was in control of the depth chart, I think you'd see him maybe a slot or two higher than he's listed because he looks awesome at, at such a just such a young age there. The uh, the play where he hurdled two defenders near the sideline, able to yeah. stay in bounds for a couple extra yards. Yeah, we'll, we'll take a whole lot of that, please. Um, so very excited for his future there. Of course, this being a pro Michael Allen podcast, we were excited to see him get nine slash 10 touches. I believe on the ground, he had like 7.8 yards per carry. I mean, he's undeniable. Just keep feeding Michael Allen. Talked a little about Delbert Mims on Saturday as well. Kind of our new age Reggie Gillespie. Uh, Mm -hmm. just pounding the ball in the red zone. So pleased with what I saw for the most part uh, on the ground. You know, uh, Kendrick Raphael, we used this quote before in reference to other freshmen, but as Beyonce said when she was quoting Key Sweat, who said in the right and the wrong way, you may be young, but you're ready. Kendrick Raphael is ready to ball. That young man is is doing it at a high level. Um, And that that little hurdle over two guys there, that was a, a nice move. I'll tell you what, I was uh, I was literally I had never been that close in the game before um, other than when the Lions were couldn't give away tickets because they went 0-16 the year before. But uh, that was that was quite a thing to see in real time. And you know what? I think that we need to have a conversation about some of our freshmen because this recruiting class, they're showing getting up getting it done. They're yeah. getting it done early, which projects out to longevity. Instead of, you know, when you when you bring in transfers, they get it done. You know, that's one way of going about it. And I don't I don't think that there's a, not a place for that. I think that it's absolutely a little bit of a balancing game. But when you have your freshmen showing up like that, you know, good, good deal. There. You have to sort of take things with a grain of salt as we've only played three games here. But you can start to see a small shift in the usage rates for these younger players like KC, Juice Farine, Julian Gray is just a sophomore. Michael Allen, Raphael, the list goes on. And this will translate, you know, hopefully in the future in the recruiting game, showing the players that, hey, you can come here and you can play immediately. You can fit yes. into this offense or fit in this defense immediately. They're answering the bell. They're stepping up to the plate and they're producing here. So it shows, you know, a lot for a bright future, but a bright season here now, you're going to get to see them grow here in real time. And that'll only benefit them more in the long run. Absolutely. And let's get into these three defensive keys where we went a shocking 0-3. And I think it's time for us to start having some conversations, not only about the freshmen, but about this defense as well. But let's get into the keys. The first key defensively was no run, 
over 20 yards. Now, don't get me wrong. The defense did a phenomenal job on the ground for the most part. 21 carries for 15 yards, you know, really showed up in that regard. However, running back Rashad Raymond uh, busted a 24-yarder in this game. So just overran an assignment one time and it ruined our first key. But that's that's defense. And that's why, you know, I love playing defense because it wasn't about offense. It's literally about get it right one time. Get it really right one time and you're good. Defense, you have to do it every single play exactly as it needs to be done. And and that's just what happened there. Uh, Second key, two turnovers. So this one we will not give partial credit for because I know some people are going to say, well, Ken, if you gave Michael Allen the 10th touch thing on the uh, penalty, you should also give us two turnovers on the penalty because there was an interception that was called back due to a penalty. No, no, because that wasn't. The touch Not exactly was supposed, the same scenario, yeah. Yes, the touch was supposed to happen regardless of the penalty, and therefore, you know, that's how that works out. The interception instead happened because of the penalty. Correct. Once the quarterback from VMI saw that he had a free play, he just threw up what basically amounted to a punt. Yeah. And, you know, our safety came down with it. So no soup for you, uh, no on the two turnovers. Shout out the to Pick Poogie, though. Exactly. Shout out to Pick Six Poogie. What do you think, brother? You know, we are somebody need to show them that our DBs had a little little bit of hands. Can you do something for me, DBs? But anywho, uh, the last one is our starting linebackers combined for uh five tackles each. Not not average five tackles, five tackles each. We did not get that done. We had uh we had Jalen Scott. Hello, welcome to the party. Uh in the words of Pop Smoke, baby, welcome to the party, Mr. Scott. Showing up with eight tackles here. The the team leader in tackles, I believe, was once again uh, Peyton Wilson. Yeah, nine. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It, you know what a shocker. What a yeah. what a surprise. What a I'm dumbfounded, if you will, to see him leading the team again. But um, our Mike linebacker uh, Devin Betty had what two? He had two tackles. Devon Betty. Two. Yeah. Devon Betty. I'm sorry, not Devin. Devon Betty and Caden Fordham also had two. Caden, we wanted to come on here and beat the table for you and say, hey, this guy needs to be playing. (sighs) Listen, I still think there's a bit of a conversation brewing here. I think Caden Fordham is going to play himself into more snaps as the season draws on because I love the aggressiveness you can see in his game because haven't exactly been getting that from Betty. So I don't know. I don't know. I'll just I'll I'll leave it there. Well, we, as you see, we went three and six against the Keys, three and all on offense, zero and three on defense. But I'll say this: I'm, I know that Peyton gives us a lot at at the uh, outside linebacker position. We may need to move him to Mike. We may need to move him to that Mike. Could be a fix, and and you know, kind of potentially see what we can get done in terms of maybe letting one of these other guys play the wheel, um, or even potentially dropping somebody out in terms of of uh having a either a bigger safety or a bigger nickel become the wheel because our Mike linebacker performance is not like oh this is it's man our Mike linebacker performances have been atrocious yeah they they've been legitimately atrocious and I've the more film I watch on it the more I'm like when I watch just our Mike linebacker to say okay how well did he execute on his assignment I've been thoroughly disappointed um for multiple games now and so you know, something has to change there. 
something has to change there because football, like baseball, you want to be strong up the middle. You do not want a a a shortstop that doesn't know what he's doing, but a great second baseman. Like it's just the reality. You're you're never going to get a, a great result there. Um, so you know we'll we'll see. But that Mike linebacker play has to improve. Summarizing here, last week we called this game against VMI a get right game. Very much felt like that for the offense. I think they took advantage of a lot of live reps. Um, liked a lot of things that we saw, still some things to continually work on, but I will say the defense is probably still a work in progress. It, it, it almost feels at some points they're almost too fast for their own good, uh, yeah. kind of overrunning, missing assignments, that sort of thing. So nonetheless, uh, 45 to seven victory is still a victory. A win is a win. It's a big fat dub in the, the record book. So Absolutely. we're going to be moving on. Uh, you know, we have our sights set on UVA that more of that to come later in the week, but Certainly happy with a victory uh, against VMI on Saturday. We're going to kick it to our sponsors here in just one moment. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we've all been there. We've had moments where we've had racing thoughts that keep us up at night, increasing amounts of anxiety through the workday or family life or even with friends. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental Peace. If you're thinking of starting therapy, be sure to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash college today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on college. This next portion here, I want to have a conversation about Brennan Armstrong. Of course, there's been a lot of discourse since our game on Saturday, the whole Armstrong versus MJ Morris conversation that probably will not subside for the remainder of the year. We all understand this. Yeah. But something that needs to be said here, credit where credit is due, Brennan Armstrong played exactly the way he was supposed to play against VMI. He looked much more comfortable in the pocket. He was making reads a little better. I still think to a certain degree he telegraphs a bit. I think that's something you've alluded to uh, mm-hmm. before, Kenton. But I do think he was a bit smarter with the ball in general. I, th- I saw some folks not so much maybe complaining a bit that he wasn't attacking down the field. I do think VMI made a concerted effort to take that away, and that is why you saw so many passes pretty close to the line of scrimmage or shortly uh, there on. I, I just think that Brennan took advantage of what he was given, but he was much more accurate, much more on time, 84% uh, completion percentage, made some great throws. Of course, one of them to Rosner at the corner of the end zone for touchdown. That was a beauty. Uh, a lot of folks are still talking about the throw kind of through traffic to Julian Gray. Of course, it looks like a great throw because it was completed. Uh, Kenton and I were a bit, you know, maybe not negative about it, but we think it might have been picked off against maybe it was a, a Brett Favre player. moment. It was a yeah. Brett Favre <laughs> moment where you're like, oh, my God, not not the after career stuff. It was a moment where you're like, oh, my God, no, 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 no. Yay. Like, it's one of those. Like, you you never really, you know, it's a it's a tough moment to see in real time because, like, yes, you you take the yay at the end. You always take the yay at the end. But, I mean, we saw how much throughout Brett Favre's career that that really hurt him. Like, those plays where you, like, you had more players was like, no, 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 no. Oh my God. What was he thinking? And it was like, no, 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 no. Yay. You yeah. know, you just, you, you just want to eliminate that altogether and get maybe more. Oh my God. He's wide open. That's a great read. That's a way to hang in the pocket type deal. Right. I, I do think sort of the whole Brennan Armstrong experience is sort of 
No, 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 no. Uh, oh, it's completed. Yes. Now it's a touchdown. Yeah. So saw a little bit of that to some certain degree, but I was still impressed. I think, you know, he, like I mentioned, looked a lot more comfortable. The throws were, you know, probably a bit more accurate than they have been. Um, you know, of course, the caveat here is sure it was against VMI. It's of course, it's not the same coverage that he saw against maybe a UConn or a Notre Dame or who, who else will see down the road in the ACC play. But still, the point being here, he needed to play better. He played better. And yes. that's that's all you can ask uh, from him in this game. I mean, I think the key should be improvement, right? Like the yeah. key should be improvement. And I've talked ad nauseum about how I don't want my six-year guy making bad reads. I've talked about that. I'm I'm never going to shy away from that. I'm never going to change about that. By the way, not to not to come down too hard on Brendan, but he he did it. He did a fine job. He did a fine job. He played a clean game. He played an efficient game. Like you said, on time, on target. Kept his eyes downfield as well. I think that is the biggest improvement that I saw. Mm-hmm. There was more plays where he's like, "I'm not giving up on this play yet. Yeah. I'm not going to put it down, tuck it down, and go yet. I'm going to keep this ball in passing position. I'm going to kind of." you know, strafe along this line of scrimmage and all right, let's see if we can find something. If I got to go, I'll go. But that's not what my number one option is here. I do think, uh, I believe this is something that we had tweeted, but the connection that he's built in such a short amount of time with Bradley Rosner, I think that will prove very valuable here down the road. Of course, they only connected for, I think it was two, two times on Saturday because I mean, it wasn't really necessary after that, but I think you're going to see an increase in usage for Rosner and so far, he's shown that he deserves it. it. It certainly looks like Brennan is comfortable looking for him as often as he does. So you could have potentially a favorite target here brewing in Rosner. You know, speaking of Brett Favre, we might need to get uh, Rosner some of those copper fit, um, you know, elbow pads and, and knee braces and whatnot, because I know he's he's getting up there in age. But that that man can play. He can flat out play. He can flat out do it. He plays like an experienced guy. He makes the plays that you expect an experienced guy to, to make. I know he had, what, one drop against Notre Dame, but other than that, he's been, you know, he's been Johnny on the spot. And that's that's really all you can ask for. That's really all you can ask for. Um, with guys that are that big, you, you generally don't expect huge separation guys. But what you do expect is a guy that's going to go over the top and make a ton of plays, which Rodner, Rosner has done so far this season. And another favorite target I want to talk about here is KC. He's continually being fed, uh, you know, a, a ton of targets. He had seven catches for 62 yards in this game. Certainly looks like he's going to be on the menu as the season rolls on as well. And you know what you need with any any steady diet. Anytime you go out to the restaurant, you need some juice. And we got the main man, Juice Vereen, uh, who's, you know, like we've talked about before, those two freshmen are having a significant impact on this offense. With all due respect to Kendrick Raphael, I'm not – like, I wouldn't pencil him in for, like, hey, I'm expecting him to have 30, 40 yards per game for the rest of the year. Like, that's just me being honest. If he does, great. I love that. That's amazing. I don't think that will be the case. With that being said, that is not – I would not agree to that for Juice Vereen and Casey. Like, both of those guys are guys that are prominently featured. And not only prominently featured, they go to them in, in big moments. You know, down in the red zone. Juice Vereen is an obvious target. 6'4", he can yeah. jump, he can get over. He just he just finds his way open. He has a feel for the game that's kind of crazy when you think about it. A, a true freshman that everybody talks about as a freak athlete, but he, you know, Juice Vereen, 7'11", always open, always he open. Just missed pulling down his first – well, it very likely would have been a touchdown reception, 
uh, if the pass had not gone through his hands. But yeah, yeah I mean, Juice is Juice is a guy you've seen a lot from here in kind of a smaller sample size. By the end of this year, I think he will be one of the more impactful players we have on this offense, which is incredible because he is still just a freshman. Yeah, I felt watching him play in the Notre Dame game how I did watching Calandra play in that first half against Maryland. That is a star in the making. Juice Vereen is a bona fide star in the making. As he, you know, as he gets bigger, stronger, faster, as he understands the game more, and he's making – here's the thing. For a freshman to be out there making the plays you're supposed to make is good. Wait until he starts making those freak plays where it's like, oh, he's really comfortable now. Like that one pass against Notre Dame where he's he's cutting toward the middle of the end zone. Yes, the pass was a little behind him, but he reached up. It hit both hands. But again, the, the pass was behind him. Right. And, and he had to reach overhead. So you're like, uh, we could live with him not making that catch. Imagine him in two years where you're like, oh, my. Like that's that's just who he is. That's a slow Tuesday for him making that catch. He's, he's going to be something special here. Absolutely. But speaking of stars in the making, we're going to be giving our big picture takeaways from the VFI win in just a minute after another quick word from our sponsors. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with College Football Kickoff Live each Friday. Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every college YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can. This includes insight and analysis from our stable Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. Now time for your game changer of the week, and that is Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Their brews are great tasting and award-winning, and they beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beers, including IPAs, Golden Sours, and more. You can find Athletic Brewing in-store, online, and at bars around the country. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off their first online order. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. All right, now finishing up this Monday episode with our big picture takeaways. Kenton, I'll let you kick this off. What, what were the most important things you're taking from the victory against VMI? Love how you keep teeing me up here with the let's kick this off. Julian Gray is everything he is advertised to be. The boy is fast. He is lightning in a bottle. He is primetime TV every time he touches the ball. If there's a chance Julian is going to touch the ball, whatever you got going on, you hold it. You wait. You go, oh, they about to kick the ball off? Yeah, I ain't got to go to the bathroom right now. I'm good. I'm good. I don't think y'all understand. This isn't the first game that he's done this. If I, call, if I recall correctly, the play where Rakeem Ashford got blindsided was a big re- kick return by him as well. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my case is resting peacefully. It's got his Snuggie on. It's it's playing the soft sounds uh, on, on Netflix. It's going to sleep really warmly. It, it, it had a cup of hot cocoa before bed as well because, trust me, I have no more case to make. That young man is explosive. He is a modern-day Dante Hall. The man is is, you know, if you let him get even, he is leaving. 
I want to see him get more involved in the offense. But all in all, that is one of my biggest takeaways. And another takeaway of mine, my final takeaway from this game, we still have not cleaned up short yardage defending passes. We need to get better at it many too many times. We're looking at the back of heads. And one play, super uh, a Herculean effort from Peyton Wilson stops a potential touchdown. Another play, an overthrow stops it. You can't count on that. You can't count on that in ACC play. There was a lot of good things on both sides of the ball, but effectively for myself, this will be remembered as the Julian Gray game because he had five touches. Of those five touches, I believe four of them were either a touchdown or almost a touchdown. That's how electric Julian Gray can be when you get him into open field. And like you mentioned, Kenton, yes, I do want to see him with a bigger piece uh, of this offense. I do want to see him get more involved. Because you saw point blank period what can happen if the ball is in his hands. If he is, he's a guy, you say this a lot, if he's even, he's leaving. He very nearly did that about four different times uh, in this VMI game. So it was great to see because this is sort of the Julian Gray that we have been expecting. This is exactly what we've been waiting to see out of him. So very good to get that from Julian Gray. Uh, Not to completely copy you here, but yeah, these long chunk plays continue to be a bit of an issue. It didn't harm us. That bad, of course, probably because Peyton Wilson put did put on that Superman cape and uh, swat that pass that could have been a touchdown out of the air. But mm-hmm. even so, I believe there was one pass that beat us deep. I think uh, Torrente Hinton got fooled a bit. They almost hit it twice. Uh, Brandon Cisse had a little bit of a struggle. I won't harp on him too much, but I will say that's valuable experience for him as just a freshman. You kind of almost want your backups to not necessarily fail, but experience some some hardship once they get in there because that is how they learn the quickest. If you throw them into the fire and maybe they struggle a bit, that's the quickest way to learn and get that valuable experience uh, to some of your depth pieces. But yeah, I think my overall biggest takeaway is something we've already mentioned here. The younger guys are ballers. They're, they are yeah. showing up yeah. and they're showing out and that will only translate to more success in the future for this program. All in all, I, I agree. I agree. These young guys, they've they've got the goods. We've seen it. We love it. You know, I I personally think that uh, the program is in good hands for the future. And and I can't remember where this is from, but the future is now, old man, because some of these young guys, they're balling right now. They're going to be impact players right now. Their next game going forward expected to have huge roles. Absolutely. Well, that will do it for us for our Victory Monday episode. Uh, thank you all so very much for tuning in with us as always. Tomorrow, we'll be looking a little bit deeper into this VMI game. Some final thoughts uh, from some tape watching that we'll both be diving into. Um, And then after that, we'll be diving into some UVA analysis as we do play on Friday and not Saturday. So a short week for both the Wolfpack and us here on the podcast. So we'll be getting into UVA some tomorrow, mostly Wednesday and Thursday. So be sure to tune in then. Uh, as always, thank you for tuning in with us, dropping your comments in the comment box. We'll get to each and every one of those, dropping a like, and of course, hitting that subscribe button as well. Until tomorrow, go pack. Go pack.